episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica, and I'm with my fantastic co-host... Marco. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Nice to meet you. Way to make it sound very formal. Should we shake hands? I don't know. Maybe. Elbow bump? It's COVID times. COVID times. Yeah. Or we can pretend like we're actually married to each other. Yes. Mm. It's been a weird week. I haven't seen much of you this week. No, I've been... Lots of things to do at work. And you like come home and like we feed the kids and then it's like... And I pass out. You pass out and I get on my laptop and yeah, it's been nutty. I'm... Pretty tired by the time I get home. Oh, I know. Well, it's been a little bit of a rough week. Do you like my new like you external look, incision <laughs> that I got? Yeah, it looks work? like just what's peeking out of your shirt looks like you've had like open heart surgery exactly. and they've cracked your sternum open. It's a uh, war wounds, battle scars, it's battle scars, perks of the oh, job. It's, I know it's bamf scars, bamf scars. There Getting back go. to last episode. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Oh, with the bamfs. <laughs> Well, Banff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? I have whiskey in my tea man glass. Whiskey in a jar. Well, kind of. I do like that song. Kind of looks like a jar. Are you uh, familiar with it? No. The song "Whiskey in a Jar." No. Oh, I'll play it for you later. There's a book called "Heart in a Box." It's by Stephen King's son. I think it's. That's There's a called. song about something else in a box too. Justin Timberlake and it's Andy Samberg did it. Fun song. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you got whiskey. What kind of whiskey are you drinking tonight? Maker's Mark. Ooh, okay. And sugar-free simple syrup. And, and orange bitters. I finally got <laughs> some more. I'm so excited about this. So you're having an old-fashioned in a tiki glass. Yeah, but he's really cute. He, okay. he, he has, has a, a face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's got a face. A face. There you go. And stripes. Okay. All right. Enough about me. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting <laughs> episode. Okay. All right, what are you drinking over there? I, what can I say? They have a, a BBC America is running a 007 marathon right now, so that inspired me, and I'm having a dirty martini. Neat. Shaken, not stirred. Vodka martini. Okay. What yeah. kind of vodka? Oh, I, what's in the big jar? Kirkland. Kirkland! <laughs> yeah, Costco brand. It actually tastes it's, pretty it good. It actually is pretty good. We need to do a blind tasting with it, but it's it's pretty good, and especially for doing these. This one is dirty. Uh, two olives, green olives, green olives. But I've got it in my nice. These we've had these yeah, glasses. I was gonna say that's an awfully pretty glass you have there. When did you get me these? Was twenty, twenty one, nineteen? Twenty first birthday. I bought you a birthday. whole set of different types of glasses. Glasses. Uh, not all have survived, but these are the martini glasses. And in the stem, it has uh, well, I would say a double helix, but it's really like a triple helix. Yeah. You know, of glass, like a bubble, like blown glass, blown glass ripple. In the stem, so they're really cool. Um, and of course, with all the moving and everything over the years, some have not survived. No, but but we still have the martini glasses. Uh, I think we only I, have is one. This the only one. I think this That's is the funny. only because uh, we, we had um, what well, it was martini glass and margarita, margarita glasses, glasses, wine glasses, and, and wine glasses. glasses. Yeah, and I think this is the last of the martini glasses. I don't know if we have any of the others. This might be the last one from the entire set. It might be. Wow. But, you know. All right. So when we do cheers. Old now. And we toast to this. Uh, do it lightly. Not only because martini glasses are inherently unstable. And I don't want to splash on all the equipment. Uh, we just also don't, also don't want to destroy this last one. We don't. It's a little bit special. All right. Also, my Tiki Man. He will get you. All right, Tiki Man with a face. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. That was not so great. Well, I went very gentle. 
That's good. That's uh, super dirty. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a martini in a long time. You have not. It went well. You should I mean, put on a tuxedo. <laughs> we sh- I should. Or a pineapple suit. I happen to have a pineapple suit. I know. I have another suit ready for the suit game coming up, which I will will discuss when we happen. But mm-hmm. yeah, the head coach of Kid Two's team and I, being the world's best ass coach, the <laughs> assisting coach. Nope, for, it's ass coach. It's for great. those who haven't seen, heard of and seen the pictures of the cup or the glass, uh, are the best dressed coaching pair in youth hockey hmm. last year the suit game you know and he came with the idea we should wear suits and then we kept playing around with it and we found suits on amazon and they had mine had a ton of giant pineapples he had a full tropical theme with birds and everything but he had pineapples too what did we learn about pineapples yeah then we later one of the ladies in the adult league uh enlightened us that i guess and well, we later found out that it's the upside down pineapples, but she was convinced oh, pineapples in general were I like the swinger symbol. Uh, but uh, it's the upside down pineapple because mm-hmm. the right side up pineapple is the international symbol of hospitality. Nice. I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's why South Carolina has it, given that they. But is it an upside down pineapple? No, it's a right side up one. That's but good. They don't grow pineapples in South Carolina, but. Maybe if they it. tried harder, they could. Maybe. Don't worry, global warming will get them. I don't know. I mean, there's also North Carolina's governor that one time where he's like, I was off, you know, he disappeared for a while. And he's like, I was off hiking. Or like, it's International Hike Nude Day. Or like, we being the internet at large. That guy didn't have a good time. And then he ended up like, he turned out, he was in South America or something having an affair. And yeah, it wasn't good for him. It was pretty bad for him. Anyways. Anyways. So, where was, oh, it, it paired well because uh, you used to make me martinis when I was working out in D.C. And I'd come home when we were doing steak night. And mm. even when we went out to dinner and we'd go to steakhouses in the D.C. area, it was have a, mar- a dirty martini with it. And we did steak tonight. We had nice T-bones. Mm-hmm. Oh, delicious. Probably ate too much of that. but And goat cheese. And we did have goat cheese with it. And goat nice cheese spinach goes with salad. everything, in case you were wondering. Oh, it was good. So good. Mm-hmm. And here we were supposed to have shrimp etouffee tonight. This is better. It was. Mm-hmm. The steaks. Yeah. They run out a special on steaks. And like, I texted you like, how would you like to do T-bones instead of uh, shrimp etouffee? Sold. Oh, okay. Done. Sure. Nor- Nolan's girl. That didn't sound right. I can't do it. I'm from you Michigan. cannot do it. Okay. New Orleans girl. Yeah. That's me. And you wimped out on the etouffee. Not an etouffee person. It's fine. I would like. I really like a nice crawfish etouffee, but it's okay, hard to get crawfish here, here in Michigan. Are not good. No, I was looking at the they store and they like awful. Well, yeah, because the ones they had at the store were like from China and they're frozen, and then you unfreeze them and, and taste like all ammonia. the good stuff has been like leached out, leached out of it. Blanched, leached. Sucked. All the good stuff has been leached out of it, and there's nothing left to suck. Just. <laughs> Let me enjoy my martini. No blow bubbles in it. You and your innuendos. Um, wow. Where do you even go from there? You're like <laughs> making it hard to segue. Sorry. Speaking of segues, we do were. Do we have one? No, we don't have a segue. Maybe somebody wants to give us one. Maybe. We'll <laughs> test it out and like do a podcast episode about it. We can go back to DC and do segue tours. They have one in Chicago. Fun. I don't like Chicago. Sorry, Chicago. Oh, I don't really like D.C. 
It was yes, fun to do. visit. Well, so we so I was picking up uh, kid number one from school, and then we have to go down the street, around the corner, down the street again, into back into like a residential neighborhood to get to the elementary school to pick up the boys. Mm-hmm. And as we were stopped at the major intersection in that part of town, mm-hmm. on go through three motorized scooters with people, and keep in mind it was only forty one degrees out yeah, without the windshield, and cold. it was windy today. And they had like the whatever the new universal mom jacket on. Like these were not high school students. I don't even know what the universal mom jacket is. The ones that are like big quilted jackets, but they come down to mid calf. Oh, I do know about that. Yeah. Coat. Okay. okay. A couple so of my friends have them. They're all wearing those. <laughs> on scooters? <laughs> on motorized scooters. That's hilarious. <laughs> going whizzing through one of the busiest intersections in the entire county. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, right, right next to the public high school. And I'm like, Wait, yeah. are you sure they were moms and not like high schoolers? They were moms. <laughs> the only way they could pass as high schoolers if it was like Drew Barrymore and whatever movie she made. Or what was the, the high school movie where they had the little old lady posing as a uh, high schooler? That, they were okay. so moms. So never been kissed and... Not another team movie. Yeah. Okay. They were definitely, they were definitely, I mean, I don't know if they had children. They were of mom age. They were too old to be high school students. They were too old to be uh, traditional college students. They can be non-traditional college students because you can always go back and do other stuff. But they were not, they were not in their 20s. <laughs> they were not in their teens. And they are most like, if they were in their 30s, they've been living, living hard. Oh my. Yeah. Well. But they had they had the mom uniform on. Mom uniform. <laughs> Apparently, the mom uniform Wait. of twenty twenty one. Okay, I don't even know if UGG boots are still a thing. Uh, they had like Ked sneakers on one, UGG boots on another, and I forgot what the other one had on. Running shoes or something. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I wear running shoes every I day. I wonder how but many of our listeners who are moms are pissed at us right now. They all might be. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm just observing what was going on. Yeah. 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 Or they're relating to it and they're just laughing going, yeah, that's me. If you're not laughing, I'm sorry. That's sad for you. We're not trying to offend everybody, but maybe you need a old fashioned or a dirty martini and you'll enjoy it more. Or hot cocoa. There you go. Mm -hmm. With bourbon in it. Or just hot cocoa. Or just hot cocoa. Because it's cold outside. Maybe. Or, you know, hot go, go right on a scooter. And Yay! And your face will be so frozen, your ears will probably be frozen shut, oh too, God. and you won't hear us. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. I, I don't know what was happening. I got out Three of, my... of them. Three of them. Kid one was laughing her rear end off. I got out of my car today to get gas, and I was like, I'm not wearing my coat. I'm only going to be outside for five minutes. And my ears were so cold by the time I got back in my car. I was so sad. I sat there with my hands over my ears for a moment, trying to make them feel better. It did not work. I went and uh, picked up the kids. And I'm like, well, I'm not getting out of the car. At most, when I pick up the boys, is I got to crack the window on kid one side of the car to hear the uh, the gym teacher with his megaphone say which cone our kids are going to and give any other instructions. And so I just had I had a T-shirt on, and I just threw on a, a quilted vest, picked them up. And then while we were in the car and they were talking and some inspiration hit for dinner, I'm like, let's go run to the store. Even though I had already made a run when I dropped them off at school, which is when I got the T-bones. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, oh, I need something with this. And so, and they were requesting some some treats and stuff. So I'm like, all right, we'll go to the uh, we'll go to the other store. Actually, it was we'll go to Myers. And I haven't been to Myers in forever because I avoid it like the plague because the plague. Also, shipped is a thing. Shipped is a thing. And it's delightful. It's on your phone. You can put it on. It's an app. Whatever. Anyway, we, I just decided we're gonna run to the store real quick. Okie dokie. And so we we were running there, but then it's like I parked in the parking lot and cap out of the car, and I realized I'm wearing short sleeves with a vest. Nice. Yeah. So we moved quickly. Is that the same thing you're wearing right same now? Same thing I'm wearing Sorry. right now. <laughs> didn't even didn't have a winter hat on or anything. Just threw on a Did mask. Did kid went. number four have a coat? She had a coat okay, and good. a vest. Okay, Her little fabulous. pink little I don't pink need vest for the tiny one. To and long cold. sleeves. Good. She was good. And winter boots. Perfect. And a hat. We had her covered. In fact, the hat helped keep on the mask because we forgot one of her. Because usually she wears masks that tie because she's got a little face. The older kids, the school issued them masks. Well, I've got one where I've uh, tied a knot in the ear loops. Mm -hmm. And it kind of holds on, but she still has little ears. But with her winter hat over her ears, that was enough to hold the mask on in place the whole time at the store. I'm surprised it stayed on that way. Well, she's getting bigger. Stop it. Yeah. Does that make you sad? Yes. No more. (gasps) Four you know is what? enough. It's Do crazy you, enough around I here. I don't. We're not birthing any more children. No, thank <laughs> we're not you. adopting anymore either. We're, we're good. Not, we are not having any more humans in this house. Um, kid number one. I went to say goodnight to her tonight, and I found her with a box full of books on her floor. Oh yes, this is. And sad. I was like, "What are you doing right there? Why? Why are the Olga books in this box?" And she goes, "Mommy, I am too old for them." I'm done with Olga. And I was like, no. Olga, the fairy princess books. Like she had a collection no. of Disney stories. This those have different. been, I know, but those have been shipped off. She's clearing out her books and like all the little kid stuff is coming out of her room off okay, of her personal bookshelves. The Olga books are actually hilarious. And there's like a blob in there and they're card- like um, cartoon duel stories. And anyways, I was a little bit heartbroken over that. And also I spied the like 77 77- Story treehouse or whatever. There's whatever. she has all of them. All of the whatever story. The hundred story treehouse tree and uh-huh. everything. Yeah. All of those were in the box. And I was like, Oh God, no, I'm not ready for this. She's a tween. I don't like it. Tell her to stop it. It's not okay. <laughs> At least she's not replacing it with like fifty shades of gray or something. That like, would make your head also, explode. She's a tween. Yeah, I know. Gross. That's it's... gross for like adults. Ew. Just trying to make your head explode. No. Because it's fun to mess with you. I hate you. Yeah, I know. We you, you mentioned that repeatedly on this podcast. You say things that piss me off. So. Oh, it's entertaining. <laughs> I hate so you. entertaining. It's part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fun. All right, so you got beat up at work. I did, but I mean, <laughs> it's the job. <laughs> behaviors happen. Sometimes well, you came home one night, the and behaviors like, are aggression. We were putting uh, ice packs on your forearm because you're all scratched up, and then that now was... you look like you've had heart surgery. But that's only one scratch. Yeah. The forearm has like 17 scratches on it. It's like know. you got attacked by a kitten. It does look like I got attacked by a kitten. How is well, that? are you healing up though? Oh yeah, I slathered some neosporin on it, like a few times. A deep. <laughs> Solid white layer of neosporin on my forearm, two times. Did it look like you're putting like the what's the stuff? You that, know, like the zinc oxide. The, that yeah, you they put, put on on a lifeguard's nose. nose. That's yeah. what I put on my arm. 
the Crisco looking stuff. After I hosed it down in hydrogen peroxide because it like burned all day long. It was really weird. Um, so I hosed it down in hydrogen peroxide at work. I hosed it down in hydrogen peroxide when I got home and then I put on the Neosporin. And then when I woke up in the morning, all of the tiny scratches had already disappeared. I would say, and it didn't hurt anymore. Don't tell your friends excited. about this episode or this incident at work. I've already uh, told them. I mean, well, some of them already listen to the podcast too, but the ones who don't and who weren't at that hangout, because they'll just go, "Oh my god, why, why, why?" Yeah. Well, because somebody's got to work with these kids. They need help, I and you're good at it. I my clients i will happily get beat to pieces every single day and i will they keep will showing up i would say happily you know beat why? to pieces but it's just part of the the normal because reaction i know if i am consistent and my plan holds eventually we're going to get to the part where they stop doing the aggressive thing and they start doing the appropriate and thing. your therapists who work with you consistently run your programs yeah, they usually do. There's treatment integrity. Um, yeah. And I... Sorry, it's the scientist to me. I have I, to go. That's a thing. You got to throw that caveat in, but okay. yours Anyways, are well-trained. I know that when that day happens, I am going to get all the warm fuzzies, and my therapists are going to get all the warm fuzzies, and that kid is going to be super happy because we're going to, like, throw reinforcement at them left and right, and then I'm going to tell their parents, and their parents usually cry at that point. And Which gives I you the warm fuzzies. get more warm fuzzies for that because they're so happy, and I'm so happy, and everybody is just so happy. Those kind of warm fuzzies, those great feelings of accomplishment, and yay, it makes your heart great, mm-hmm. heart feel well. Blah, I can't even say anything. Those kind of warm fuzzies are great, but at the moment, I'd rather go for the other kind of warm fuzzies because my feet are so cold at the moment. I could get some warm fuzzy slippers or something going on. Old man slippers? No, those are actually down the hall in your office. What do you mean? I don't have old man slippers. No, my old man slippers that I've had forever. Okay, you've had those since you were like a sophomore in high school. Yeah, I think I saw them the other day in your office. Those are my mother's slippers. Those are not yours. Well, they're the same kind of slippers. And they are old man slippers. Gar- I'm going to throw them in the garbage because you're going to show up one day and you're going to have them on your feet. Not if they're your mother's. They're not going to fit my feet. Yeah, she left her slippers in the closet. I mean, unless she's got super giant feet, so which might explain your giant when, feet. When she and my dad are here, she doesn't oh, get so cold. Got that one right in there. What'd you say? Nothing. <laughs> You'll have to listen to the podcast. I don't want to. Tell me what you said. <laughs> Making fun of your water ski feet. I hate you. I know. Also, it hurts because it's true. Your feet are bigger than my feet. Yes, they also, are. Also, you're older than I am. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Suck it. When you get up to 40, we're going to have like an entire 40 episode just for you. No, we're not. Yeah. Nope. It's coming up soon, too. 40. Like, we could podcast right as you turn 40. No, we're contact not your going mom to... or I'll just look at your birth certificate, what it's time disgusting. you were born. And we'll like do, be recording right then. Like, how does it feel to literally turn 40? What exactly do you think is going to be taking place at that exact moment? Um, pissing off my wife, and that's about it. Mm. Yeah. Entertainment. Sounds awesome. I don't know. Maybe Nobody wants to listen to that. Maybe want, people want to listen to a divorce. <laughs> like the moment <laughs> that a divorce is... They did that movie on um, either Netflix or Amazon Prime, Marriage, Marriage Story, with um, Adam, what's-his-face? 
Kylo Ren, yeah. Yeah, and Scarlett Johansson, and I was like, okay. Black Widow and Kylo Ren, there you go. I didn't fully understand what that movie was going to be out, and I went into it thinking, okay, this couple has marriage problems. Then I'm sure at the end they're going to work them out, and that is not how that movie goes. It is watching... Don't spoil it for people. It's not a spoiler. I just didn't know about it. It's like watching a train wreck and not a fun one. It is watching a friggin' divorce, and it's heartbreaking i don't recommend them it's actually very well done so i do recommend it but it is heartbreaking so does it have a happy ending uh, uh the ending is not happy but it's also not overly sad the <laughs> is ending, it more of like we're just glad this movie's over no the oh. ending is appropriate for what transpires in the movie that sounds like a ending of it is oh thank god this movie's just over no it is an ending of a marriage I'm not spoiling anything by saying that. Well, yeah, but you're sucking the fun out of this room. Well, you asked what the ending was like. I shouldn't have asked. Oh, you can edit oh, this out. Serves me right. Serves you no. right. Martini Man. <laughs> oh, no. my. We're not editing it out. No. Oh. All right. What are we talking about tonight? Let's just get into that. We are going to talk about coaching your kids. Oh, yeah. Now, this will be fun. We'll have some stories. So uh do you need a refill real quick nope okay i'm gonna top off mine we'll pause for just a minute do some little segue music and everything and then we'll get right into it okay okay we're back are you ready yes you got enough of a old-fashioned for this for sure I will say, out of our other martini glasses, they are—they've got you know the other ones hold more. Mm -hmm. They program these are much much smaller, but I still—it's the nostalgia, the sentimental value of these. uh, They're pretty, but they don't hold quite as much. Yeah. Also, it's um, not as sturdy as the other ones. No, as I'm sitting here and like this this table is pretty level. Yeah. Almost, and it's 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 kind of still a little wobbly. There's imperfections in the glass, which is. I mean, Part of what I love like about them. Hand blown glass, though, so it's just really thin hand blown glass. It they are very thin, mm-hmm. which is why we don't have too many of them left. Also, that's probably why that store doesn't carry those anymore. Does that store carry anything? Aren't they from Actually, Pier One? They are from Pier One. Did the whole company shut down? I thought they all it? went out of business. The local I mean, I one know definitely did. The one did. in South Bend went out. Of, oh, the one in town went out of business. Yes. Too. I think the whole thing went out of business. That sucks. I'm I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm sure we'll get like. Emails, emails and direct messages about it oh, maybe well. if anyone cares anymore <laughs> if they're still open they're uh they're not doing well oh that's i mean it's unfortunate it is anyway we're talking about coaching your own kids tonight Hooray! and we're kind of grouping in everything where it's coaching your own kids and mentoring your own kids and leading groups that your kids are in so it's not just athletic coaching it's athletic coaching mentoring and uh, even being like a, a troop leader, if you're doing Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, you know, Firefly Girls or whatever. What was the one from Troop Beverly Hills? I know it's made up, but still. Red Su- uh, Future Shoppers of America or whatever. There, there is the blue light special scene. Oh, my God. Kmart what? at the end of that movie. It's hilarious. There's all sorts of scenes. Also, that store doesn't exist anymore either. Kmart? I bet most people don't even know what that means. Um. Well, I mean, what's uh, okay, yes, <laughs> Oh, you like made me lose my train of thought. 
Well, okay, first off, um, <laughs> we have a little experience just working with kids in general or younger people than us. Uh, in your case, uh, you started off working with your behavior techs. I did. Uh, you've helped coach track with me mm-hmm. a few times. You've been Mrs. Coach's wife for years in track and cross country where you come out and helped with the groups where I'm like running around in the field and running around the track and you're just keeping them calm and doing first aid and basically what didn't you tell there was one girl you would repeatedly tell her to just suck it up and toughen up um, oh oh, oh I yeah yeah you did she kept trying because i like, couldn't tell her that, like i wanted to tell her so bad just suck it up and she, i couldn't and you did she had to do the long jump and she kept trying to convince me that like she had some sort of something wrong with her leg and Honest to God, there was nothing wrong with her leg. Her grandfather was right there, and he was like, I've taken her to two doctors in the past week. There is nothing wrong with her. To be fair, and at too, that point, I was like... I needed her to score points so we could score points. All she had to do was not fault. So she could walk up, step both feet on the whiteboard, and do a two-foot hop. One, you know, basically a foot, even like six inches, she would have scored, and that would have been enough for me to have points. And that's all I needed. That's pretty much what I told her. I was like, you don't even have to jump very far. You just have to like show up and do it. Yeah, not just, just don't just, fault. Don't put your you toes know, over the line. Right. And I believe she did it. But mm-hmm. there was a lot of whining and a lot of like trying to build her up and tell her, you're tough. You can do this. I know you can. The important part is she did it. She did do it. She, did and it. she was very proud of herself for doing it. And you know <laughs> your what? Your bedside manner might not be the, the best in terms fine, of coaching. Yes, I know. And she went to the trainer and the doctors, and they all said the same thing, too. And now she's gone on, and she's an adult. And as far as I know, she's doing fine. Uh, But on top of all that, uh, you've been a Girl Scout leader for several years. I have. Yay, you. Yay, me. Girl Scouts, it's the best. And on my side, uh, I started teaching Taekwondo when I was, like, nine. I mean, we bought the school when I was, like, ten. So I was teaching there all the time. People older than me, but also kids. Uh, I had my behavior techs and my research assistants, which were like our first set of kids. I was also the graduate advisor and then eventually the faculty advisor of a student organization uh, Mm -hmm. of undergrads when I was a grad student after I finished. Of course, uh, coaching track and cross country and summer racing club and running. Now coaching hockey. Uh, And even in there, I was a mentor through junior achievement at one point, too. Yeah. So I've... Some experiences with this, and we both know it's different when you're working with groups mm-hmm. versus you're working groups and your kid is in that group. Are yes. you trying to coach, lead, mentor <laughs> your own child versus other children? So that's what this whole episode is about, is talking about coaching and like coaching is, of course, just for the sake of making it easier to roll off the tongue, coaching, mentoring, leading, coaching your own kid. Mm-hmm. So this will be this will be fun, and to lead it off uh, while you were still at work uh, after school, I had kids one, two, and three come down, and I asked them some questions about you know four easy questions about what it's like having uh, mom and or dad coaching them. Okay, because how'd that go? <laughs> the I not the responses I thought. Okay. So let's pause for a minute and I'll play those. Okay. Kid number three. How's it going, kid number three? Good. All right. I've got three questions for you. Ready? 
Number one, what is the best part of having your dad as your coach? That he gets to coach me. Okay, why? That you don't yell. That's the best part? Why? Do you have, did you ever have coaches that yelled at you? No. No? <laughs> but it means this year you definitely don't have a coach that's yelling at you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then the next question is, what is the worst part of having your dad as your coach? That I have to stay two hours at hockey. Oh, because I stay and I coach the uh, learn to play age group after you're done and we don't just go home? Mm-hmm. Okay. If I didn't coach learn to play after you're done... What would the worst part about me being a coach be? be? Me being your coach, not just a coach. I can't think of anything. Okay. Well, then the next question is, overall, all things considered, how do you feel about having me as your coach? Happy. Okay. And would you like uh, me, or for that matter, mommy, be your hockey coach next year? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Kid number two, how's it going? Good. <laughs> you look like you're ready to be interrogated. Mm-hmm. Yes. Slide closer to the mic. Okay. I've been coaching your team for the past few years, so you've had me as a coach for a while. What's the best part of having your dad as a coach? Helping me learn and and helping helping me learn do stuff and full ice games and. Well, don't you uh, don't your other coaches help you with full ice games and learn yes. things? So, what's the advantage of having your dad out there? Is that in practices you always help me with my passes so I can do better in full ice games? Okay, yeah, we that's how we warm up every at the beginning of every practice. You and I get out there and we work on passes. Yes. What's the worst part about having your dad as a coach? Okay, I have literally no nothing, and I okay. Don't. I mean, even if everything's amazing, something's got to be less amazing than the other things, right? Well, when someone or player isn't behaving, you yell at them. <laughs> I do have to get loud. I mean, we're wearing masks. Yep. But it's so people don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I know you don't like it when I have to be loud. Third question, and there's only four questions. Overall, how do you feel about having your dad as your coach? I feel great, and and it makes me do want to play hockey more. Okay. Well, that kind of leads into my next question. Would you like uh, me, or even for that matter, mom, as your coach next year? You. Okay. I, well, but would you would want one of us to be your coach next year, or would you want somebody completely different? Want you either you or mom to be my coach next year? Okay. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Kid number one. How's it going? Good. How was school? Good. Excellent. All right. You have had me as a coach for hockey. Yeah. On and off for quite a while since you like you began. Yeah. You have had me as a coach for running. Yeah. You have had your mom as a leader since you started Girl Scouts. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the best part of having your dad or your mom as your coach or as your leader? Um, they get to help you, um, with it, even if you're, like, not doing it. So, like, if it, like, um, for hockey, you, um, you get to help. Would it be easier if I broke this question apart, me apart from mom? Yeah. Okay, so, 
What's the best part of having your dad being your coach, whether that be hockey coach or running coach or whatever? Uh, you get to help me with hockey when, like, at whenever, um, like, we're not hockey too. Oh, so you get like access, more access to the coach and more coaching. Yeah. Okay. What about the best part of having your mom as your leader? She makes it more easier for me to understand what's happening. So you get supplemental teaching. So it's pretty much the same answer for both. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Number two, what's the worst part of having your dad or your mom as your coach or your leader? I don't know. I mean, no, it's, not all, it's not all it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Even if everything's amazing, something's less amazing than everything else. You're always bugging me to do stuff. Well, to work on stuff? Yeah. Or you mean clean your room? To work on stuff. Like uh, like the goalie exercises yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but we're also bugging you to clean your room too. Well, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Number three, overall, how do you feel about having your dad or your mom as your coach or your leader? I think it's fun because um, then um, um, I get to see like the per- the coach or leader more often, and um, I get to like talk to them without a mask on. And it's fun. <laughs> that is a very 2020 2021 answer yeah yeah all right last one would you like us uh either me or mom to be your coach or your leader next year yes even if i met mom was your hockey coach and i was your girl scout leader Mm. oh (laughs) there's a mental picture for you (laughs) only if you're my my hockey coach and mommy's my girl scout leader why is that because I'm more used to that. Oh, okay. And it'd be weird if it was the other way because mommy can't skate. She can skate. She can't. She doesn't like to, though. And she got mad at me when I. She when skates I, better than, like, all of her friends. It's, like, scary to watch them almost, out there on skates. She almost fell over when, like, I bumped her arm. Well, we'll just have to pat her up. I'm still trying to talk her into that. Uh, coach, the player versus uh, parent game she needs to come i've got plenty of sets of full hockey gear and i've got an array of sizes and it should fit her she has to come well keep on her okay all right thank you very much you're welcome and those were our kids adorable little answers yeah they're pretty cute what'd you think that's what i expected our kids like having us as coaches and leaders and they very much want you to go play the parent uh, kid game. That's a big hard no for me. No, thank you. You know, we've got a hockey episode coming up down the road, and it fit in well for that. To you know, come on, think about it. For the quality of our listeners and the podcast, that's entertainment value. I'm entertaining enough without hockey. You're coming from the girl who at Michigan Tech used to just be screaming. Beat him with a stick! Beat him with a stick! I'm pretty sure that if I am playing little kid hockey with them, I'm not going to be allowed to beat anyone with a stick, and I'm pretty sure I'd be arrested if I tried. Also, the parents would probably storm the ice and beat me with the stick. You would uh, have to face the wrath of not not, uh, the rink owner, but Mrs. Rink owner. (laughs) For sure. She'd probably kick my No thanks. Yep. That that could be a parking lot fight. That would be entertaining. (laughs) She'd win. Well, you know, they got a fence now so we can charge admission. I don't fight with people. I know. <laughs> that would just be sad. 
Everybody will put their money down on Mrs. Coach's, or that's me, <laughs> Mrs. Rinkowner. You're Mrs. Coach's wife. She's Mrs. Rinkowner. Yeah, if she'd win, nobody would make any money. Uh, Everybody would be pissed. If she ever listens to this, at least, at most, she'll be like appreciative that we didn't name her name. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, though, she's going to kick my butt for mentioning well, this. Well, that's It wasn't my idea to bring her up. Oh, well. You should come play. Nope. Some of the other parents are coming. Good for them. Yeah. Including some that don't even play in the league. Congratulations for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can come be the scorekeeper then? Nope. Put in DJ, play some music? Like, we've been over this. I do not enjoy being cold. Then come play. It's nice no. and warm out there. It's great cardio. It is ice. No, thank you. With pads on. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I get beat up enough as it is. I'm not adding hockey You're to it. You're not wearing pads. <laughs> I should start. Oh, my great. God. All right, so obviously you're not interested in coaching the kids in hockey. Correct. Uh, how do you feel about being uh, a leader again if our kid does uh, Girl Scouts again? Um, I like it. It's it's pretty fun. I like being involved in like the decision-making process. Um, I like the brainstorming with my fellow co-leader about what we're going to teach the girls or what we're going to offer the girls as options. I like getting to do all of the um, adventures and other activities that we go on. Um, usually we will... So kind of bummed for you guys that you haven't gotten to do some of the adventures though that the cohort ahead of you had, like when they went to that one camp and like <laughs> everybody got the stomach bug and the toilets didn't work and there were bugs everywhere and it was miserable. Okay, like none of that sounds like fun. No, but it's like those experiences, those are life stories that those girls will have Absolutely. forever. Of course, they all and quit Girl Scouts the next year. But we, Do you blame them? I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, I would heavily encourage my kid to quit after that, too. And there were, like, birthdays and stuff. But, like, they were posting pictures, and I'm sitting at home looking at social media going, oh, my God, that entire toilet looks like it's a black enamel. But, it, no, it's just covered in bugs. <laughs> Is there a plane buzzing our house in the middle of the night or whatever? Yep. Anyway, keep going. Okay. Um, anyways, I like going on all of those excursions with them. And if you are the troop co-leader, you get to attend all of those things. Um, if you're just a regular parent, you have to be, like, um, vetted by Girl Scouts to tag along on those things. I think you also have to be a Girl Scout to be able to go on those things. So it's nice. I am all of that, so I get an automatic, yeah, you need to go. And then I get to take pictures of all those kids having all that fun. And then I get to make a scrapbook out of it. And that's awesome for me. You guys um, have done some fun things, including, like, you went up and went to a pottery place where it wasn't just like, oh, we get the pre-made pottery and paint mm. it. You guys did the whole like ghost wheel. thing with the wheel. Okay. Okay, yeah. you didn't have Patrick Swayze they, behind the they girls. Did. They got to throw some clay and, and but, make a mold a pot, and that was awesome. Yeah. Kid number one still has it on her dresser. It's very special. Um, and after they formed it, they got to paint it. And that was really, really great. We had to go pick it up after, actually, after no, a triathlon. No, we didn't. Oh, yes, we did. We, yes, we did. It was after one of my triathlons. Well. Which segues into the last episode when we talked about triathlons. But, like, I went and did a triathlon, and then we went over... And we picked up that stuff, and then we went out to eat. Yes. Um, and so I have cocktails. Okay. I like doing all of that. It's it's really... I get a kick out of it. I like seeing my kid be engaged in those activities and getting those experiences. I really like that it's something that she and I get to share together. Um, because if she were just going and I was not a troop leader... We wouldn't have that shared time together. It would just be me driving her around, dropping her off... 
she'd go have fun with the other leader um, or other leaders and her friends. And then I would pick her up and like there would be no sharing happening or no special like bonding time. So it is nice. But do you find there's challenges given that you're here, you're a co-leader of this entire troop of girls, and then one of them is your child? Yes. My child, um, I am hypersensitive to her behavior. I want her to behave in a certain way that I think is appropriate. And she will do things that I think are not quite so appropriate for being in Girl Scouts. Like, she really likes to laugh. I really like to laugh, but she can be very loud and she doesn't quite understand volume control nor does she seem to understand a time and a place for everything that scene from austin powers when he's thought out and he can't control the volume of his voice oh my god it's kid number one that's like there's times at dinner like i love what you have to say i want to hear what you have to say could you please bring it down about to half as many decibels yeah you're blowing out my eardrums and i'm sitting next to you also, sometimes, sometimes she just doesn't want to do the things. And I'm there, like, <laughs> poking her. Do the things. Do it. You're making me look bad. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually that's not the case. So usually she's very, very involved and excited about all the things that we're doing. But every once in a while, she has, like, a tired day during a meeting. And she's just like, I want to. Or she looks miserable well, like or in pain or something. The meetings are, for the most part, virtual. Oh, God. So you're... Like, I'm usually it. leaving going to hockey. It's so hard. But, like, she's up in her room on her laptop in the Zoom meeting that is the Girl Scout meeting. And you're down in the library mm-hmm. on your laptop doing the Zoom meeting. And you get to see her, like, she will on her phone texting her friends. No, and she's attention. actually not doing that. No. Because we are really quick to call out any of them that we catch doing something like that on Zoom. We're like, hey. That you catch. You need to be paying attention. Sorry, I'm eating an olive. Yeah. Um, with kid number one, though, during the Zoom, like, usually towards the end of it, she curls up in a ball, and she puts her face on her hand, and she looks like she's going to sleep. And I'm like, that is so rude. Stop it. Never mind the fact that there are four other girls that are doing the exact same thing. That's my kid. I'm the troop leader. You can't act like that. It's not okay. So I will send her, like, when this happens, I will send her a text, which is incredibly gross. She has a phone that can text message. Um, well, even before she had a phone, she had her iPod, and you guys had Messenger Kids. Still, it's gross. I didn't have a cell phone until I was a senior in <laughs> college. So. You guys are in the same house, and you're like, and actually, you're in the room directly below hers, and you're texting her. Well, it's not like I can scream at her in the middle of a Zoom meeting, because while they might not well, be able like to hear the, me, they can definitely the see my mouth other. moving on there. I guess I could turn the camera off, but still, that, that's also weird. But you're not in the same room where you can, like, throw a, I can't, a when, throw pillow at her. And you we can't, were, like, sit on the couch next to her. You can elbow her. At the, beginning, at the beginning, we were doing these meetings, like, right next to each other in the same room. And she would start doing this kind of stuff. And I would literally poke her. And then she would give me the look. And I'd be like, you're embarrassing me. Stop it. Stop it right now. Um, well, the mic picks up everything. I would mute it. Oh. Yeah, but they could totally see, like, me giving crazy eyeballs to my kid. And I'm <laughs> And kid number one going, ah, I'm so sorry. Um, and then it would be like, She's no, very you expressive, cannot, too. You cannot start crying right now in the middle of a Zoom meeting. It's kid not good. Kid number one should never, never play poker. She has no she poker face. Not. <laughs> she doesn't at all. But, yeah. So, it's good. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> 
am. I, I am too. It's good and it's, you know, got its moments where it's not so great. Mm-hmm. How about you as their hockey coach? Or even kid number one's running coach and soon to be number two. He's been asking okay, me to but teach Let's him talk about, about hockey because you're currently doing hockey. Yeah, we're currently in hockey season. We're almost to the end of a winter hockey season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. It's, uh, I don't have to really, what I really love about our kids is they are really well behaved and disciplined. So we don't have to worry about the misbehavior and the screwing around and the disrespect. And, the, and actually this season, more than any of the other seasons, we're running into that. Uh, it feels like the kids, I mean, there's always some where they just act up or they can't pay attention. And even if they're trying their hardest, they can't pay attention because they're little. Mm-hmm. This year, with some of the older groups, like the 10-year-olds and 12 and 14s, it's just like blatant disrespect. And I don't know if it's just something manifesting out of COVID or what, but it's like, or other coaches just don't have that, what we like to call stimulus control, instructional control. Uh, One thing I've instilled when you come to my station is, um, I don't care what the other coaches are doing. You come here, you come straight to me. You don't go over and start playing with the drill and flipping the cones and knocking the tires over and taking the pile of pucks we have and scattering them everywhere. You come to me and you find out what we're doing because we got we got work to do. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have fun, but if I have to spend my you know if I got eight minutes at the station and I got to spend seven of it hurting the cats, we're not gonna get to do anything fun. So come straight <laughs> to me and we'll get it. And here's the thing: like even the learn to play kids, who some of them are like four and five years old, mm-hmm. well, I think five years old, they've figured it out. And well, all the yeah, because they don't, also don't have a whole like long history with coaches and how you can act and how you can't act. And even the, the old kids, the ones I have hard, the hardest time was with the kids off the travel team. And then they were doing it to all the coaches, and then I started calling them up by name. And it's like, because I had a mask on, they didn't realize, like, yeah, I've known you since you were four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you pulled that crap back then. Now you're 11. You're still doing the same crap. Or I play hockey with your dad. I know who you are. <laughs> yeah. I expect more out of you. I know a whole lot of you guys, even though you don't have okay. any names on your helmets anymore, I know who you are. Um, so it's nice that uh, our kids, we don't have that kind of misbehavior, but it is challenging, you know, with the running piece with kid one, like when we went and did a 5k and she's screaming at the top of her lungs, I can't breathe. I can't make it. And tears. I'm not looking like a horrible father. And even like her first year in Learn to Play, she's out there screaming, crying, my legs hurt. And I look like the horrible father who's pushing her through this. And we get in the car, I'm like, that was so much fun. I love it. I can't wait to do it again. I'm like, could you please, how about scream that on the ice? <laughs> Instead of like, my, like, on the course or out in, on the ice when she was little. And it's like, why are you telling me this in the car, but out on the ice? It's like, well, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. It's like all the emotions. All the running emotions. Running was hard. And running was hard, and we went through it, and she did. She did great. But it's. I mean, sometimes it's it's hard when you're coaching your kids, and you know, our our kids are not the superstar athletes, and I think we. I even mm-hmm. said this. Um, when we switched schools to people who said, "Oh, you guys are just switching schools for sports," because. Marco's a coach and all he cares is about sports and, you know, he needs to understand school's more important. I'm like, are you f***ing with me? I'm a PhD. I'm a former professor. Uh, We are nerds. We are school first, but there are important lessons in sports. And none of our kids are going to be professional athletes. None of them are going to be star athletes. 
probably not going to happen. No, but it's good for that social development. It's good for confidence. It's good for physical development. It's definitely good for, like, kid two with his motor skills and everything. Yeah, and muscle tone. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of benefits to it, and I do put value in it, but it's, you know, it's not above academics. Nope. Um, I mean, but it's still, like, like I think I spoke about it on the last podcast, though, where... uh, Kid two and I were working on defense stuff, and we were drawing up diagrams. And he knew exactly, like, I mean, he will be an NHL coach. He knows where the defenseman belongs. But we got him out on the ice, and it was like a hot mess. <laughs> and so, there, I mean, there's a part where you get frustrated as a coach, where it's like, oh my god, I'm the one that did the lineup and put him there. But they got to learn, and yeah, so it it is harder when it's your kid. I guess I kind of also relate to it too because I went through tech window with my dad. We bought the school, but he was also. You know, the, master, the the lead instructor, the head instructor, the master instructor. And, um, yeah, that was just kind of like how I grew up. I grew up around that kind of coaching, teaching, instructing environment. Mm-hmm. So, not saying it's not hard. And uh, you try not to. I know you you got to be fair, too. You can't do, like, there's some coaches who are like, Clearly, they're just there to get, set up the set the stage for their kid to be the star and sure. put all the pieces around it. And like, I don't feel that's right. Uh, I feel, if anything, I'm harder on my kids just to make sure that other people know I'm not, you know, giving them all of the, my own children all the advantages. Yeah. So I'll be a little bit harder on my kids, which I don't know is necessarily fair to my kids all the time, but it's not overly. It's, it's not, not terrible. Mean, it's though. not terrible. But it also, my kids know they got to work too. Mm-hmm. We I do the same thing with um, Girl Scouts and kids number one. She, if we're doing some sort of like public experience, so we did um, AM International Bazaar and we got picked to be color guard and the girls were practicing all of the parts. Everybody had to try every part for it. And with kid number one, I was like, okay. Well, when you're holding the flag, it would be better if you do it this way versus how you were doing it, where it was like willy-nilly because we want to respect the flag and blah, blah, blah. And with the speaking, I was like, okay, you did a great job, but this time be louder and make sure you enunciate more. I didn't give any of that feedback to any of the other girls. Um, It just wasn't necessary, but like I wanted my kid to be really good at it. No matter what her job. Now, um, even though we're a little bit harder on our kids, just to make sure that other people know that we're not being you know, like, oh, it's fine. You know, there are some perks to being the coach's kid or the leader's kid. Yeah. Like, what do you have going on with Girl Scouts? That um, might be seen as a perk. Whereas at the same time, we're also like, we expect more out of them. We expect them to behave more. But there's a there is a trade off, and part of that too is because it there's time we put into all the other kids that cuts into their their time with their parent. We will ask kid number one and my co-leader's kid what their opinions are of some of the ideas that we have for different journeys that we're going to do with the girls and Girl Scouts. Um, So, for example, like, if it comes down to, like, first aid versus, like, taking care of pets, um, and my co-leader and I are having a hard time picking which topic to do because we both want one of them, we will send it sometimes to the girls and say, hey, what do you think about one of these? Or what do you think about both of them? And which would you rather do? And sometimes we'll ask them, hey, you've been through the book. What kind of badges do you want to work on? Whereas if you're not the leader's kid, you're we do ask the girls, but we are asking our kids this well in advance of 
the actual meetings. Like in the summer when we're planning the whole thing. Yeah. And then we, when we're actually in meetings, we do take a vote with all of the girls to get their opinions. And we, we are only doing the ones that they want to do. But we do take into consideration like what our own specific kids want. And we make sure to throw that in as an option too. It's, it's you know, it's a nice little perk. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? What are the perks to being a coach's kid? And there's a lot of little ones. Uh, one is a little bit extra ice time, like with uh, Kid 3. And he mentioned when he was on before that he doesn't really enjoy having to hang out at the rink for an hour after he finishes playing. But some of those times where he didn't bring anything to do, I'm like, you know what? Leave your stuff on and stay out on the ice and help me coach. And this is, and I relate to this because it was how I was growing up. You, you, help, you help dad teach. That's how I learned to, learn to teach and coach. And so I've had him come out and stay with me for the learn to players. And I've had some kids ask, um, why does, why does kid three, and they call my name, get extra ice time? What's he, why does he get to go out and stay out and while we, you kick the rest of his age group off? Mm-hmm. And actually they asked about him and then uh, one of his teammates, why did, why does that one get to stay too? The rest of us off you know, get off. I'm like, uh, because kid three and kid three's teammate both have dads who are out there coaching and we're using them. They're being assistant coaches. I refer to him as Coach Kid Three, mm-hmm. and even the other kid, I refer to him as Coach Coach Three's friend or or Coach Kid Three's friend, Coach Teammate. <laughs> I don't want. It's a lot of words. I like I name him by name, but I don't want to call out his name on here. He's sure. a minor. Um, I don't think his parents would appreciate if we named him right on our podcast. Uh, they know who he is. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, nice little guy, very friendly. I do love when we walk into the rink and he's there already. And he's back in the skate room. He pops his little head pops over and he smiles and he says hello. Very friendly, like little Mister Customer Service right there. Yep. Uh, he's a lot of fun. So there's that. Um, but at the same time, like and kid two has some input on what position he plays, and I listen and it factors in. But at the same time, like he very much likes to play center. And right now I've told him you're not getting center unless you skate hard, like a center. If you're just going to kind of coast your way end to end, Mm-mm. go play winger. Yeah. Uh, you got it. You got to be back on defense to help the defenseman and you got to skate up and be at the front of the play. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, it doesn't mean, Oh, you get exactly the position you want. There are some benefits in terms of like for kid three, he, if the goalie doesn't show up or isn't dressed in time, it's like, guess what? You're getting in the pads. And that, at that age level, we joke about it. One of his, one of my fellow coaches, coaches one of the other teams, where I also we both coach the U12 team. Uh, we're joking about like, their goalies. It just seems like Murphy's Law. Their goalies bail quite often. Like it's Saturday morning. It's time for another kid to be goalie, and they don't show up. So his kid, it's like quickly get into the goalie pads. Nice. You know, it's just a it's a coach's kids thing is you get to be perk. you're the backup goalie nice. by default. Mm-hmm. So there's little things like there's all these little perks like that uh, that come with being the coach's kid. But I guess that is a good trade off given that you know as a coach you got to kind of balance what's uh, what's best for your kid that kind of parent role and what's best right for the group because you are responsible and you've been charged with the responsibility for that entire group. And you're constantly, if you're doing a good job at it, you're constantly weighing that and balancing it. And if it's got to tip one way or another, at least in terms of the, the field of play, uh, a lot of times we err, if we're doing a good job, we err on the side of what's better for the group as a whole mm-hmm. uh, within reason. Uh, I mean, but at the end of the day, 
Jeez, you, we gotta go home and face these kids. <laughs> we do. We, we still have to be mom and dad when we get home, so you can't be too hard on them because you gotta face them. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any? Well, just do you have any good other anecdotes, stories to relate? I do not. Oh, I mean, what about baseball? At one point, like the baseball coach kept trying to get me when uh, kid three was playing baseball, kept trying to get me to go out and help. I'm like, I didn't play baseball growing up. But you did, and you were the one that was out in the yard working with Kid 3 on how to catch and field grounders and yeah, all that. Yeah, I uh, don't think I should be the one to coach baseball or softball <laughs> for our kids because I am way too competitive for that. And I am a kind of a perfectionist. No, I am a perfectionist. And uh, the way that Is that what you're better for Girl Scouts than like competitive things yes. with like blunt objects that you swing and hit well, things with? I want him to throw the ball correctly. And he wasn't doing it, and I got super... Fr- there are just some things that you should not coach for your own kids, and that is apparently one for me. Yeah, right up there with the kid on the spectrum who's got some... You know, we has been had challenges on muscle, uh, fine muscle and gross motor, muscle, gross motor skill. Suddenly we discover he's the one that can catch the baseballs and throw in a straight line. Yeah, that was pretty... That amazing. was a shocking was discovery. Very shocked by that. He's so proud of himself, and I was proud of him, and we were just like, oh, holy crap, where did this come from? Meanwhile, kid number three is flopping around on the ground because he missed another ball and couldn't handle that because he's mine. He struck me as the guy from, what was it, third baseman or shortstop in uh, Major League who's doing, ole! He's like, put your body in front of it. At least if it takes a hop, it hits you in the chest. No, we're going to stick our little arm up there and go, wee! There it goes, and then stare at it as it keeps rolling away. Yes, I will say that watching T-ball games was probably one of Hilarious. the funniest experiences. I like the life. fight that broke out between twins uh, over who was going <laughs> to bat next. Bat at the same time, and then the dad. one who like said no, he was next in the order, and so then he went and stood on the home plate. Well, so the dad, that father <laughs> was the pitcher and the coach of that team, so he scooped one up in his arm. And then he plopped him down yeah. on the pitcher's mound and was like, wait. And then he, like, threw to his son, and the son finally hit the damn ball. And then that other kid, like, as soon as that ball was in the air, that other kid went marching up to the plate. And he was like, it's my turn to bat throw, Dad. And the dad was like, we're still playing the field right now. It is not time for you to bat. It's so funny. I think the highlight of the season for me was when uh, our kid three uh, hit the ball, which, I mean, they always hit the ball but hit the ball and ran to the correct base without being corrected. Like he started the season always running to third base. And when he like without prompting hit the ball and ran to first, I'm like, yes, we've achieved something. <laughs> I liked when he But they kept trying there. to get me to go out there and be like a base coach. Like there was one game where I'm out there, I'm in flip flops hmm. and shorts. And I'm like trying to keep an eye on my other kids who are back in the bleachers and playing on tablets and stuff. And it's like, I never played baseball. I mean, I can I can herd cats with the best of them, but uh, <laughs> my favorite. These little guys are coming to stop it through with cleats on, and I'm wearing sandals. Rubber cleats, and not even like painful cleats, but um, yeah, painful if you're wearing flip flops. Kid number number three was playing uh, infield. I think he was like second base or something. And he well, to be fair, there. outfield is still their heels are on the grass. They're but all he, infield. He was out there playing infield. Like nobody was really hitting the ball in his direction. <laughs> nobody was throwing it in his direction. Um, so he decided to make some sandcastles 
He did that in a lot of in games. In the middle of the game, and I was just like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? I've been playing this game you so many times, and you're making sandcastles? No, stop it. I mean, it didn't phase me. We had gone through the phase with uh, kid number two, who like would play for about 10 minutes and when he was a mite, maybe you ate. And then he'd go on autopilot, and even the other parents were like, well, insert kid two's name here. Guess he's on autopilot because then he would just skate circles. I mean, the kid could skate really, really well, but he would just skate circles around the half sheet of ice we had. Uh-huh. He didn't flop on the ground and just lay there like he a slug. He has come a long way, and I'm still impressed. Uh, this has been his best year of hockey yeah. so far. Really engaged. But, I mean, we got more stories like this, and we can bore people to death with them. But let's just dive into our big three uh, takeaways when it comes to coaching your own kids. Kind of just putting a, a cap on all of this. What are the takeaways from all of this? Seasons end. Teams disband. Troops dissolve. But family is forever. Dad and mom role has to come first. That's true. I mean, whether it's a game, a practice, a meeting, whatever, you got to get in the car <laughs> or at least see them at the dinner table after you exit your respective rooms and get off your Zoom call. Yeah. 2020. And you got to face them. Mm-hmm. And you got to face them forever. So um, don't forget you're you're their parent. Mm-hmm. Our number two takeaway, though, is also keep it fair. You are there to serve all the kids in the group, whether it's a team or group, a troop, whatever. Uh, not just yours. So while you have to face yours at the end of the day and for the rest of life, uh, you have a responsibility to not only serve them, but serve all the kids there, because that's why you're there in a leadership role. Yeah, I've had this conversation with kid number one with Girl Scouts. There's been certain badges that she has desperately wanted to do, and we put it to a vote with all the other girls, and she'll get outvoted. Like, that badge will get outvoted, and she takes it so personally. And then she goes, but Mom, you're the co-leader. Like, you can just make this happen. And it's, no. The whole troop voted on it, and they decided they wanted to do this over here. They did not want to do the drawing badge, and I'm sorry. You can do it on your own, it's a but troop, the whole troop, troop is not going to do it right now. Troopocracy, not troop-tatorship. <laughs> troopocracy. <laughs> but that's what it is. You're not the troop-tator. <laughs> troop-tator. <laughs> this is a great like whole sequence out of uh, what is that from not another, another team, team movie? movie? Yeah. Movie's great. Only it was for cheer, but still. Cheerocracy. I'm the cheer teeter. <laughs> oh my god. cheer do. Oh, so funny. Fun, fun, fun. And that's our third point is you gotta yeah. have fun because you need to enjoy it too. If you're miserable, oh, yeah. it's gonna translate. The ki- it's just gonna Your be kids toxic. Kids are just gonna it's, feed off of it. Kids will pick up on it and they'll hate whatever. Yeah, it's a downward spark. So you gotta be sure you're having fun too. Uh, I think a, a great piece of advice I got when I first started coaching is you can't care more, especially in sports, you can't care more than the kids do, yeah. but you do have to care and you do have to have fun and you do have to have enjoyment. In my mind, it's okay to have more enjoyment. Like there were track and cross country meets and even hockey games where I've come out of there going, that was fun. And the kids were all like, but we f- and lost. And yeah, you have sworn <laughs> too. And like, to me, this actually cracks me up too. I love that they care. I love the passion. But part of it is it's a game and you want to have fun. And that clarity in your 40s is one thing. That clarity in less than 10 
isn't there and you mm-hmm. just got to enjoy it you got to enjoy it they got to enjoy it ultimately the big thing is like are you having fun are we all having fun mm-hmm. and then hopefully you're learning something while you're having fun yeah yeah and nobody's getting hurt that's the other thing too which gets back to like why coach marco sometimes has to get loud because it's like you will not swing that stick out of somebody else's head hit your stick on the ice that's great yeah if they're doing something that's going to risk hurting somebody else uh that'll get me riled up pretty fast because we're all there to have fun and a good time and no injuries please being like you know having somebody swing a stick at your head is not a good time yep oh those little kids are dangerous yeah little kids are dangerous they are and they're fearless so they don't so i think this is a topic we can reapproach a few other times in subsequent episodes but i think that's a good intro to coaching your kids and those are really boiling it down to the three main takeaways mm-hmm. that people can use going forward if they're getting into this Actually, I just saw that one of my uh, college friends just got roped into. She's going to be the head coach of soccer for her son's uh, soccer team of three to five-year-olds. That should be fun to watch. Yeah, I believe, like, well, she didn't use this phrase. The vibe coming off it was a FML, my life. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Feel her pain. Uh, (laughs) Before we go, though, Jessica, we got to get into the Red Arrow Challenge, and the Red Arrow Challenge is our weekly mo- virtual multi-sport uh, challenge like no other. We've got way more options available across the age groups, compete in any of the categories, or the composite points, and we give a shout-out to the champions in each age group for each category every week. And for the most recent week that it was completed, the champions are... Swimming! No, swimming in the middle of winter. No kidding. But... 20 to 29, Gator Boy. Running. 9 and under, Easy E. 10 to 19, Lucky Dude. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39, Rando. 7, 40 to 49, Mob Bob. Let me say that again. Mob Bob. That is a tongue twister. All right. 50 to 59, G Smith. No one older than that. And for our featured members, me. Walking. 9 and under, Easy E. 10 to 19, Lucky Dude. 20 to 29, Lexi. 30 to 39, Moose Man. 40 to 49, Coffee Dude. 50 to 59, Herb. 60 to 69, Sunny D. And for our featured members, me. Biking on road. 20 to 29, H Caner 305. 30 to 39, Cyclopath. 40 to 49, Nobody. 50 to 59, AR Miller. 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill. For our featured members, nobody. Because it was a crazy busy week and I didn't get on the trainer. Biking off-road. 20 to 29, Husky Mike. 30 to 39, Dirt Devil. Sit down paddling. Whole lot of nobody. That's not their <laughs> username. That's just like nobody did it. Stand up paddling. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39, Me West. 40 to 49, weren't crazy enough to go with stand up paddling in the middle of winter. 50 to 59, Mary Mary. 60 to 69, Sunny D. And for our featured members, yeah, not us. We live in Michigan. Cross country skiing. 20 to 29, Husky Mike. 30 to 39, Alberto. 40 to 49, El Tiburon 95. 50 to 59, Big Juan 64. 60 to 69, Pac Mac. Featured members, not us. Skating. 20 to 29, Lexi. 30 to 39, Me West. 40 to 49, Coach T. 50 to 59, Teddy 68. 60 to 69, MRH 313. And featured members, me. Hockey. 9 and under, Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Soleil, 20 to 29, Sid with two Ds. 30 to 39, Wildcat with a K. 40 to 49, Great Juan with the number 8 in there. 50 to 59, Herb. 
MRH313, featured members, me. Points. Points. I'll probably get a text message again with this. Fine. Points. Coach Dan loves it when you do the points thing. Points. 40 to 40. Oh, sorry. What? 40 to 49. Nine and under. Jeez. Wow. It's been a late night. Easy E, 10 to 19. Soleil, 20 to 29. Gator Boy, 30 to 39. Moose Man, 40 to 49. Coach T, 50 to 59. Herb, 60 to 69. Sunny D, featured members, me. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I got a busy morning tomorrow. You hopefully will get to sleep then. Sleep. <laughs> We've got, we're, we're starting the buildup towards the end of the winter hockey season. So for Kid 3's group, they have a two-weekend uh, tournament. We, we do one weekend, we do uh, pool play that sets up the seating for the bracket for the final week in the championship of half-ice games. But they've been playing cross-ice, so half-ice is something different. So we're going to do half-ice this weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's bright and early in the morning. Then I coach the Learn to Play kids, and I come home for a little bit. And then kid number uh, two has a game, a nice game. And then after that, kid of uh, one's uh, game against a team from Indiana got canceled because that whole team's quarantined right now. Well, that's a bummer. COVID exposure. So quickly I put together a, uh, a tournament, a half-ice tournament. We broke them into little tiny teams, and we're going to play, or not half-ice, cross-ice. They're into four teams, and they're going to play a cross-ice uh, double elimination tournament, and then also the U4 teams are going to do the same thing. So we got all that going on, and then then I get to come home, finally. Yay. And by that time, it will be time but for a you cocktail. You signed everyone up for it. So. I know, and they enjoy it. Right, they totally do. Yeah. Kid 1 gets to play goalie like for the full hour. Shocking. She gets to play for all the teams. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Kid Imagine number two is actually going to be rounding out the lineups for kid number one's thing. So he's playing a doubleheader. Cool. Yeah. It'll be fun. Good. Yeah. You know what will be also fun? Sleep. That and you coming out and playing the parent kid game. I'm not. There's two to. different ones to choose from. No, thank you. Yeah. We'll see about that. We will see about that. You're stubborn, but maybe you get tired enough that you agree to it. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I enough really cocktails. hate. cocktails. There's not enough alcohol in the world. For me to just say, yes, I would love to do it so I can freeze my ass off. You're not going to nope. freeze your ass off. You want to bet? You get sweaty just putting the gear on. No, yeah. I don't want to wear the gear. I don't want anything to do with it. It smells great. No, it doesn't. It smells like <laughs> It does not smell like It smells like B.O., but it doesn't smell like Fermented B.O. You know, it's not like as bad as the high school players. Oh, they smell stop, like stop. B.O. Just stop. Axe body spray and oh, apple scented shampoo. Such a bad smell. Oh my god. This is so long. Well, now that we've grossed everybody else out. Great. This has been another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. We drop episodes every Monday. Check them out. Listen to all the ones online. This has been episode number 53. So there's 52 Ooh. other ones to listen to if you made it through this one without getting grossed out. Okay. But until next time, Jessica. Marco. You still there? I, yep. <laughs> all right. It's been fun. Loads of fun. All right. Let's put you to bed. Let's do that. All right. Bye. Bye.